Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Brunson. Hey there, welcome to episode number 60 of the Familypreneur podcast. Today, we are going to talk about friend requests from clients, from colleagues, from random people who you may not necessarily consider friends, but they might be important to your business at some point, and privacy concerns. So this question comes up a lot with me. I have people ask me, I'm not sure what to do. Because, you know, I met somebody at a networking event, they requested to be my friend, but I like to keep those two aspects of my life separate. Or I'm working with a client and they requested to be my friend, but I really want to keep my business separated from my life. And so the thought of accepting a friend request from a client or a work colleague can seem like it may be crossing a line. So that's what I want to talk about today. Balancing your desire for privacy with the desire to connect with your clients, your future clients, and other colleagues through your Facebook profile. Now, there are some business owners who think they've figured it out when they create two separate Facebook profiles, a profile focused on their personal content for their in-real-life friends and a profile focused more on business, networking-related content where they can accept clients, colleagues, and prospective clients. However, this is a big no-no. It is against Facebook's terms of service And I have seen people lose access to one or both of those personal profiles, which can be hugely detrimental if you are running a business or just if you happen to lose a whole bunch of personal content, pictures, videos, and then friend connections. I don't want that for you. So I want to make sure that everything you have set up is aligned with Facebook's rules so that you aren't going to be at risk of losing anything. And that's the strategy that we're going to talk about today, how you can preserve the level of privacy that you want for your family, for your private content, while still accepting friend requests, accepting new friends from clients, colleagues, and potential clients who you don't know as well as your actual in real life friends and family. So my opinions on this topic were really formed when I was working at Facebook. Prior to working at Facebook, I kept things pretty separate. My friend list was really just for people who were my friends, my family, you know, people I knew in real life and things of that sort. Then when I was hired to work at Facebook during orientation, it became clear that my Facebook page was no longer completely under my control because unlike most jobs at Facebook, 
it's pretty much required that you have to have your supervisors, your bosses, and your colleagues. I mean, we'd be on Facebook all the time to be working, and we would use things like Facebook Messenger to communicate with each other. We would use Facebook events to identify, you know, food days and things like that. So at that point, I had to allow those two worlds to clash. However, Facebook has built-in tools that allowed me control over who sees what. So let me say that if you are listening to this episode on the podcast, I'm going to highly recommend that after you give us a listen, you head over to the show notes. The show notes will be at megbrunson.com slash 60, and I am going to include some screen captures so that you can see exactly what this process looks like. I am recording the video at the same time that I am recording the audio, so you can continue listening now. You can pick up the rest of the episode on the website, whatever makes the most sense to you. But now, let's get started on how we segment our friends. So the first thing I want to break down is where to find these friend lists. So when you sign on to Facebook, and I'm going to be honest, I do all of my Facebooking from my laptop. I'm not one of those people that's Facebooking on my cell phone. Things are going to look a little different if you're on mobile. But from the desktop, you're going to go into the far left-hand column. And at the very bottom, there are some tabs categorized under the title Explore. You're going to want to click on See More to expand all of those tabs And it looks like it's the eighth one down on my list is friend lists. So you're going to expand that, find friend lists under the explore options and click on friend lists. So when you go into the friend list tab, this is where you can see the lists that already exist for you. Now, some of them may be auto generated. If you see a little brown briefcase to the left of a list, That means that it's generated from a business that you said you worked for. So it's going to automatically pull in any of your other friends who also identified that they worked for that business. If you see one that has a little graduation cap, that is pulling in people who went to the same educational um, institutions that you identified, whether that is a high school, a college, whatever school type. The pin, like the map marker pin, is pulling in people who are in the areas in which you are either from or the areas in which you live. There's a family group that looks like a little yellow house, close friends that is a yellow star, acquaintances looks like a blue person, and then the restricted list is the is a stop sign with like a a white negative sign in the middle of it. I'm sure there's a word for that, but I'm not sure exactly what it is. From here, you can also create custom lists. So if you wanted to create a list, let's just say, of people who have been a guest on your podcast, you can hit create list, name your list as podcast guests, and then enter whatever members you want included in that list. Then once you have your list set up, when you go to your timeline and you want to make a post... You can type in whatever you want to post, 
And before you just hit share, you are able to check if you want it to go to your newsfeed or your story or both. So for this example, let's just say we want it to go to our newsfeed. And then towards the right, you'll see a drop down menu where you can identify if you want this post to be public, which means anyone on or off Facebook can see it. If you want it to go only to your friends, if you want it to go to friends except certain people, or if you want it to go to only yourself, which means nobody else will see it. When you click on the more button, you can also identify to only show it to specific friends. So this is a way where you can really control who sees what information. So if we click on friends except, this is where you can identify specific people or a list of people that you don't want to see this post. Do you see how this could be helpful? So in my example, when I was working at Facebook, if I had a post that I wanted to make, but I didn't want my friends from Facebook to see it, then I could exclude people who are on the Facebook list from seeing that post. Here, as an example, you can see that I've blocked off my acquaintances list. So this is getting into how I use it. Let's talk about that. So I've showed you where the lists are. I've showed you how to make a new list. And we've talked about how to segment who sees what. You can exclude lists. Or if you go to more and go to specific friends, you can put if you only want a certain list to see it. So let's just say I only wanted that to go to my family. I could save that change. And now it's only going to a specific list. So you really have complete and total control over what groups of people see what content on your timeline. So how do I personally leverage this for me. All right, let me show you. So I'm going to go in here to my friend requests. I have a few and I am going to just choose one. What I'm going to do is I'm going to look at her stuff. I'm going to see, you know, I don't know her personally, but we've got some mutual friends who um, tell me that she is a local business owner and therefore it's possible that she'd want to connect with me for business purposes. So I'm going to accept her friend request, confirm request, and then the next step that I'm going to take is I'm going to go in here to the categories. So it automatically identifies that she is a friend because I accepted her. Now, if she is like a really good friend, maybe she's a close friend, a family member, I could choose to put her in the close friends group, which I know is going to give her a priority in my newsfeed, and it will send me notifications to let me know when she posts but I don't need that from her. I actually don't really know her, so I'm gonna put her on my acquaintances list. This is how I choose to use the list. It's very simple, it's very basic. I don't get too deep into all of the custom lists like I showed you first. Instead, I just take each request and I say, do I know them? Like, are we really friends? And if we are really friends, then I will uncheck acquaintances and then they'll be friends with a check mark. Like that's how you know. If it's a check mark, then they're an actual friend. Typically, that means I am comfortable with them seeing anything I have to say or share on Facebook. Now I can switch them to acquaintance. And when I do that, it gives them this little 
It looks like a Rolodex file to me or a business card. And that's how I know that this is a person that I have made a decision to connect with. However, we don't have a personal connection. So I could, if I wanted to post a picture of my kids in a bubble bath or something that, you know, I want to be a little more careful about who sees it, I could exclude my acquaintances from seeing that post. So my my business people wouldn't see it, my clients wouldn't see it, but my actual real-life friends would. Now, you could also go in here and click Add on another list, and then you're able to use any of those custom lists or create a new list like we talked about. So you could get super fancy with putting them in, you know, potential clients, current clients, acquaintances, and any other categories that you'll want to use. That's going to be a personal preference for you. However, I really love that. Now, the other thing you have the option of doing when you make the decision to add a friend request is controlling how often you see them in your newsfeed. So you can identify that you want to see their content first at the top of your newsfeed, that you want to see all of their posts as usual, or that you don't want to see their content. So you could unfollow that person. And now you've made the relationship, you know, you've, you've made the connection, um, but you're not going to see their content in your feed all the time. Now, one reason that I do use this sometimes is because the way the algorithms work is really based on the past 28 days of activity. So in the past 28 days, let's just say you've liked um, a new friend or you've accepted a new friend request, one per day. You now have 28 new friends and Facebook thinks that you would like to see their content, which means you may not see as much content from your existing friends. So I typically will use that button sparingly. It's not an exact science, but just something to keep in mind when you accept a friend request. Do you want to put them into your normal rotation or you could unfollow them so that you're friends without seeing their content regularly? So it's with that process of segmenting my friend requests and then making the conscious decision of who to share what information with that I'm effectively able to balance both work and life with one Facebook profile because it is against Facebook's terms of service to have more than one. This segmenting strategy is what you want to do. This is the best option, and it is what I recommend to all of my clients and all of my entrepreneurial friends. So go through, take some time, or if you have a VA or an assistant, you know, take some time and go through your existing friend lists and segment them. Even if you just take my basic strategy of, are they real friends, like in real life friends, or are they acquaintances? Segment those lists. And then when you're posting content, think about who do I really want to see this content? Is it the public? Is it all of my friends? Or is it my friends with the exception of my acquaintances? That is how I effectively manage my Facebook posts so that the right people see the right content. I hope this has been helpful. I hope it puts some of your privacy 
concerns to rest. And I hope that it allows you to connect with more entrepreneurial friends, more potential clients in a way that will allow you to build real relationships and build your business without jeopardizing any privacy concerns with your family. That's all I have for today. Next week, we're going to take it a step further and talk about some of the networking best practices when you're using Facebook in this way. In between now and then, we'll also chat with Sapna Shah about emotional intelligence in our kids and have another Family Friday episode where I'm going to talk about date nights. All right. Thank you so much for joining me this week, and I will see you soon. Do us a favor, share this podcast with a friend who is also building a business and raising a family. It's like my mom always says, sharing is caring.